0: No, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again.
1: <laughs> Dreadful, dumb and dumber. I'd call it's happened it's the inevitable thing that we've been talking about unavoidably for the past non-stop <laughs> non-stop for the past uh months um has happened the final nail hit the coffin uh ollie is no longer at the wheel
0: yeah i mean i, I suppose it's mixed emotions to me as a semi-united fan <laughs> Cl- closet united fan. <laughs> um but yeah I, I think it definitely had to happen after that watford loss yeah, like it's, it's unfortunate
1: that um, it had to happen in the manner it did. Uh, but like yeah, it was just like one too many things that were happening that just sort of like and it's not it's not all on him at all, like no by no any stretch of the imagination. But
0: yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I mean there's there's lots of things that that have sort of contributed to it, but I don't know. Do do you think probably the wheels should have started turning sooner or slash like basically after the Liverpool game? Um,
1: no, because I don't think they had any other options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could say he had to go, and he probably did have to go because, like, the results were terrible. But, like, it was, like, Jamie Carragher always said, like, if not him, who? Like, who are they going to get in? You can't just sack someone for the sake of sacking someone because the results aren't good. Like, you saw it with Lampard. Like, Lampard could have arguably been sacked before he was, but then they didn't. And and then, arguably, they, they sacked him too early. Some in other people's eyes but because they had cool lined up straight away they were like alright
0: he's ready let's get the guy yeah but should that have potentially been Antonio Conte
1: I don't know Some, I, I can, we've talked about it before a Conte system doesn't really seem like it would suit the, the personnel that Man United have and also a Conte is like very intense managerial style um, also doesn't seem like it would suit some of the characters at United.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. And I, th- I think, yeah, I think Gary Neville has said that that was never sort of really on on the cards for United to get Antonio Conte because he doesn't seem like a good fit. But, yeah. Do you think it, the wheels should have been turning sooner? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Wow, you had to get something we agree on again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just think... I mean after losing 4-1 to Watford it's kind of unavoidable especially given the, the recent run of results but at the same time yeah I think the person that they've had in mind or the people that they've had in mind for a long time Pochettino and Ten Hag aren't available until summer it's going to be very hard to get them um, so yeah I think the plan was always to just try and let Ollie see it out but it was kind of funny though we did
1: say going into the international break we were like after the international break he's got Watford, Chelsea, and someone else that was good, and we were like, if he loses that Watford game, like anything, oh, it's just going to be really hard after that because because of the games I got coming up. But we were like, he probably won't lose the Watford game, but he lost the Watford game. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. was just the manner of the defeat as well. Like, you didn't wasn't like a like a kg like two one they hit on the counter like Watford and like two the two goals that Watford scored at the end did kind of blow out the result a little bit but like you can't lose like, like Jamie Carragher said you can't lose 4-1 against a team that is battling relegation you just can't
0: yeah I think it was a terrible first half performance and they had a, a, like a 20 minute spell at the start of the second half and then it was just just terrible yeah
1: and it's also like it's it, it's not again not his fault but it is an indictment on the manager that made the player captain that your captain is just already in bad form and then just having absolute brain dead meltdowns like that
0: yeah yeah i think i I suppose the, the whole thing with the ollie situation is he has done a very 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 good job and the personality type his personality type i think has been the one that has been able to deal with sort of a difficult situation and sort of start getting the right players in the dressing room who want to play for the club and want to win for the club but at the same time it is still, you can just tell that it's, it's quite a soft sort of man management approach and I think when you're trying to push to to move from second into first in the Premier League it's just not really. And also when, like, like that mentality sometimes has worked in the past
1: where like you've had periods of unrest, all uh, like back bad results, that, that sort of stay positive the whole time mentality can work to bring you out of those, but it can only work so often because eventually you're going to need someone to be like, this isn't good enough, we've got to step it up. And like, yeah, this is like the third, the second or third time now were the results have dipped for Oli and they just haven't had that comeback game or that comeback run of games. And it was just sort of like, maybe, like maybe that the, the sort of the positive effect has just worn off.
0: Yeah, pos yeah positive reinforcements have seemed to stop working. But yeah, I think what was the other thing I was going to say?
1: <laughs> one thing, one thing I, w- I will say is that um for everything that was like going on with um, ollie I, we have always said for ages that we didn't think he was the guy that was going to be the long term successful manager of United. He just never seemed like he had be like the bag of you know, tactical nows to dip into when times are tough. Uh, So A, that bag. And B, B, it just, like you said, like the the
0: sort of soft mentality
1: seemed a little bit, you know. Yeah,
0: I just remember what I was going to (laughs) say. It's the negative reinforcements. He wouldn't drop players when they played badly. And I don't know whether that's, I mean, you can maybe understand it where he's put in a position where, like he doesn't have any other options in Fred and McTominay or with Maguire, it's difficult to drop someone who's your captain and you've spent 80 million pounds on. So, or maybe it was the managerial style, but for whatever reason, I think if you don't drop players when they play poorly, it's very hard to, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, and I 100% agree. And also it's like, it's very interesting, like
1: we talked about it before already, um, that Donny van der Beek, a player he, he, he pretty much refused flat out to play for the entire time Van Der Beek's been at the club. He uh, is the one that scored the last goal and was the best player for United in that in that loss. Yeah. And it's
0: just like, you've had this guy win the wings the entire time and it's too late now. Yeah. I watched a little... I didn't, I didn't watch the full game, but I watched a little clip where it's like cut up just all of Donny Van Der Beek's highlights. And yeah, he just like hard in tackles which Pogba doesn't really have sort of heart of the ball, but also he did show that creativity, like yeah. a few like defense splitting passes. And like,
1: he made, like Sancho, who's looked admittedly very underwhelming so far this season, looked markedly better when Donny Beek was on the pitch than before. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and that's, that's a sign of really good players is being able to make
0: other players around you look better. So, yeah, but they were, I suppose, led out of the box this morning. Yeah, and it ended up pretty. That was a, that was a nice finish from Sancho. That was that was, and
1: someone who, again, I, the thing I want to touch about, touch on that I think was Ollie's undoing, not because like they were some of them were bad signings, because some of them have been very good signings, Ala like Cristiano, Ronaldo, but like the wrong signings in terms of the personnel that were required. We've harped on about it time and time and time again. They was there was no defensive midfield signing. And maybe maybe a centre back was warranted, but a luxury right mid signing and kind of a striker signing that wasn't probably needed. Like you you take it, and like it's it's a positive impact. But like the most glaring thing that was needed to be addressed in the summer transfer window wasn't addressed,
0: and it's come back to haunt. Yeah, I think if you you know you take the money that you spent on Sancho and Varane and put it into a defensive midfielder, like yeah, that that is the thing that, that, that steps you up. I wonder whether, as I don't know, I suppose like this is a bit of a far, far-fetched theory, but I suppose as I'm, I'm here for it, <laughs> I'm here for it. As as Oli is like you know a former striker, he did do a very good job of cleaning up United's attacking options. Like for Lukaku sure. gone, Sanchez gone. Not that Lukaku was is bad, but Didn't he was he wasn't good at United. Yeah, um, yeah, he wasn't great at United, um, but. I wonder whether having Carrick as the interim for this second half of the season, being someone who understands that position a bit better, might be able to better coach those players. That is an interesting theory. Yeah, what would I say? But also,
1: yeah, he's, oh. he's been there. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's also been there for like you know however long, and it hasn't changed. I also just I just think uh, the 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 sponge of talent that is Fred has been squeezed dry. I don't think you can get any more out of him. I think maybe you can get more out of McTominay. That remains to be seen. Uh, Matic is almost dry. But like I think it's now... It's got to be one of those three next to McTominay. And I think for the sake of the club and the way they want to
0: play, um, Pogba's got to go. They've got to sell him. Yeah, he's he's got to go. And he's going to leave for free, which is just terrible, yeah. terrible business. Because like, like,
1: Pogba, on his day, is... Unplayable, but his day is once every five games, and
0: it's yeah. it's just it's just it's it, it's it's untenable, really. I don't, yeah, I sp- I suppose yeah, the issues with Pogba just become more and more clear, and just like the relationship with his agent as well. Like yeah. he seems like an absolute idiot, yeah. But but yeah, I I think I agree with you. I think McTominay could potentially be taught by someone like Carrick to just sit there and break up play. Yeah. and then you have van der Beek playing next yeah.
1: to him and then moving forward I think you'd probably move on or loan out McTominay get rid of Maddison, and Fred or, and, or one of the two because you need one for rotation sign in the, in the summer a massive big money defensive midfielder and then you've got that defensive midfielder Donny van der Beek Bruno
0: Fernandes and then your attacking options yeah. and all of a sudden that is a Premier League winning midfield yeah, I, I I would say Mc, yeah, McTominay moved on, and Fred would would remain the rotation player. Okay, because he's still got like I don't think Fred's necessarily terrible, but he's it he, he can't be your week in week out. No, he's a rotational player. Yeah, exactly. He like
1: you play him in cup games.
0: Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When you need to like
1: rest play, well, players, yeah, that's 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 fair. So for everything, so so for everything from you know players you know not putting in shifts to the signings not being correct and everything um moving on to like what they do what where they go from here obviously caretaker manager and they're looking to get other managers but like what's what's going to change now that ollie's gone because the issues that were present that resulted in ollie going don't seem like issues that will be fixed overnight
0: yeah I, th- I think, again, it just goes to show that they didn't really have a good a good plan in place and they're just like, well, we have to get rid of him now. I don't know what other coaching stuff they can bring in because they literally had 48 hours to, to, to get ready for a, a Champions League game where if you win, you go to the next stage. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure where they go from here. Like... Surely it would feel weird being there as his coaching staff without him when, you know, you're 100% part of the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't see any good interim options. Steve Bruce. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, he does seem like a decent interim option in his in theory, but the other thing is just the scale of the club and it's just not a good look to yeah. have someone who's just been sacked from Newcastle. Yeah, with where they they are at at the moment to come into the top job at uh, United.
1: Yeah, do do we take much stock in the rumors that uh, Pochino could move before the end of the season because PSG has Zidane lined up?
0: I think yes. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I I think it could definitely happen if PSG are, if PSG are interested in getting Zidane, yeah. which I think they could be because they're all about. That big publicity stunt sort of thing, yeah. Like they did not really need Messi, but they like, just sort of got him in essentially to sell sh- sell shirts, yeah. Um, and
1: Zidane and, and Zidane has proven when he has a team that's full of superstars, he can win Champions Leagues. So yeah, exactly. And that's what PSG want. Like they they've already pretty much won the league. Like they're what 12, 13 points ahead of everyone else already. Like they need to win the Champions League, and Zidane's got a track record in that competition. Pochettino less so and like while Pochettino might just want to see the project out because you only get to manage a team as good as, as like on paper as good as PSG a few times in your career or maybe never in your career so he might be intrigued to just see if he can do it though with that team but then again I feel like he, he does enjoy the Premier League more than anywhere else he's worked
0: exactly like yeah I 100% agree and also like you mentioned project it's not a PSG isn't a, PSG is literally like you go for a season, if you don't win the Champions League, you get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But if he goes to United and signs a five-year deal, like he will have a big project on his hands that's actually in a pretty good spot at the moment. Yeah. Like, like we say, there is a glaring issue in centre midfield, but apart from that, there's all, all the right pieces. Um, so yeah, and I think if he doesn't take the opportunity to go now, he might sort of miss out on yeah. that.
1: And also, if you look at Pochettino, like, at Spurs and some of the midfield players that he had, like, Yohan like Yamas, yeah, uh, no, yeah, Moussa Dembele's, like, um, even, I think even Hoyberg was there at the end of his tenure as well. Like, he's, he knows how to pick and play good midfielders. And, like, you just hope that the board listens to him on personnel decisions, because, like we said in the past, maybe Oli wanted a defensive midfielder. And they were like, oh, no, Sancho, oh, no, Ronaldo, oh, no, Varane, big
0: name, big shell shirts. Yeah, but he, he might be a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want a Sancho. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to have me here, I want Declan Rice. No two ways about
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what you got to go, what a pay to get him. I want him. Or like of Calvin Phillips or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I do think the more I think about it, the- Calvin Phillips seems like the more realistic option
0: yeah I just I think just Declan Rice's stock has just skyrocketed yeah since we've been all, speaking about it yeah like, and
1: also like West Ham like could almost be or at the moment are still despite losing on the weekend or they're both lost on the weekend United and um, West Ham but like West Ham at the moment are a better team uh, statistically in the league than United are so like like yes only reason at the moment like we'll see how it lays at the end of the season but the only, at the moment the only reason Declan Rice would leave to United is Bigger money, and like he seems like a pretty loyal,
0: like East London West Ham guy. He's come up through the juniors, through the juniors and everything, so like, I think he came from he came from Chelsea, but yeah, he's yeah he's, he's, he's a London boy, yeah, yeah, probably unlikely to move from there. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. West Ham are a better better position, and Leeds are in danger of of going down going down. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a better option.
1: So yeah, do we, so do we think Carrick? Gets to the end of the season. Just give it character <laughs> to <into> the season. <laughs>
0: they mentioned uh, going to Roy Keane to the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like I think maybe, Jimmy, half- Jimmy Redknapp was asking Mick and Richards why not. It's like he slagged off half the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> imagine his halftime team talk. Oh, oh my, Maguire <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh jeez, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah I honestly don't see. Who else they would get, and Carrick is there and willing to do it. Like, if if the results pick up, then I think it's a good it's a good option. But they should definitely not pull back. See that thing that tweeted that Jamie
1: uh, Carrick tweeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on, uh, we've got so it's sort of this is. Sort of like a look back at a take I took about four weeks ago, maybe over maybe longer than that, when we had a friend of the show, Josh Ring, on the podcast after the Liverpool-City 2-all game where I said, uh, based on what I saw from City against Chelsea the week before and then based on the Liverpool-City game, it's now a two-horse race, I just want to go back and rescind that take. I was <laughs> wrong.
0: Chelsea look unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they're really starting to look. Good. I think, yeah, that the performance in the Champions League this morning was just super impressive, and the fact that it was all like all all Cobham sort of graduates is 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 awesome. Yeah, like even with the Kaku out, they're dominating. Like
1: you said, Callum Hunter Doi, Unreal, Reese James, Unreal. Uh, even Loftus Cheek, a very rare moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, like for the amount of and then also going back to the Leicester game in the weekend for like the amount of flack i sort of humoristically give humoristically humorously uh, give Jorginho he was killing it like a really nice three pass for one of their games um, their midfield with him and Kante obviously works extremely well it's proven to win the Champions League last year uh, and they've got a plethora of attacking talent and Ben Chilwell a on the other side of Rhys James he's playing just as well <laughs>
0: I think Reece James is just hit, hitting a different level at the moment. Like that finish, there was that that ball, like forty yard switch, <laughs> yeah. to, that that was just amazing. Like, but then,
1: but then Ben Chilwell has crossed to Reese James for Reece James's goal. Yeah, and like also, but like, Reece James recently scored hit a rich rate of scoring form, but before then Ben Chilwell had like four and four games. Yeah, I'm not saying either one of them is like you know better than the other. I'm just saying like it two very good fullbacks all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, like it's crazy how much of a difference they make in you know the modern game yeah in the modern game yes the modern fullback <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's just shades of like trenton um uh robo like two three years ago yeah uh and not even shades like very similar actually yeah uh but yeah like it's definitely a three horse race the title race like yeah I, that's it's pretty much nail on confirmed like like it's it'll it's a race for fourth from the other clubs but the top 3 will be vying for the title and it could be really interesting it could be it could be like that towards the end of the all the way to the end of the season because all the teams look very good at the moment
0: yeah and it's it it'd be interesting it, it could go to a two horse race between city and chelsea um very easily i think as well just because i think it's something that's very like widely said liverpool probably have the best 11 but squads Chelsea and City are like miles ahead of them if they cop one or two injuries yeah they're they're they're, it's gonna, be, they're gonna be struggling it's true but like I don't know after how, like, I'm not saying that we're an amazing
1: opponent but how, after how they played against us on the weekend I, like Liverpool look really really good yeah
0: exactly yeah. they have the best 11 but yeah. I feel like yeah. yeah yeah I just feel like hopefully hopefully
1: just for like the entertainment purposes they just don't get hit with the same injury bug that they got hit with last year but like Liverpool also will get rocked by AFCON in yeah. January yeah like they'll lose, uh, Martip, Keita, Salah, and Mane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> will lose no one. <laughs> I don't Mendy, think. they'll, lo- they'll Mendy. lose. Oh, they'll lose Mendy. Yeah, yeah. That could be huge. Well, I just think they've got Kepa,
0: they've and got like Kepa. Kepa, the the pressure's off him now. Like yeah, he was true. under so much scrutiny, and Kepa is a good keeper. He
1: is. But like Mendy has been arguably the best keeper over the last 12 months in the world yeah 100% since, yeah. since they brought him in uh, and then who does City lose City lose Riyad and that's about it so yeah so like much. Liverpool's gonna cop it yeah so maybe it is maybe you're right maybe for now it's a three horse race
0: but after January we could be looking at a two horse race I, I get the feeling that, that it will shape up that way and yeah I don't know It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, it'll be very interesting, the race for fourth. Yeah. Whether United can get back in there. Yeah. Or whether West Ham can stay up. And then, you know, you've got to look like Leicester obviously
1: didn't look looked off the pace against Chelsea over the weekend. But like, they'll be thereabouts. Always are. Can Tottenham under Conte rise back in I think Leicester
0: the look off the pace generally this year. I don't know. Like, I, they... I don't think there's any game where I've thought, wow, that they're, yeah, they're still where they were sort of at. Like, they made some good signings that looked good on paper, but... Like Samare, Pats and Daka haven't featured much. Samare's starting to feature more, but for the start of the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pats Daka's and Daka scored some cup goals. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I think I think Leicester they 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 under they're underperforming where they would hope to be, but I still think I just I just trust them to figure it out because they're like a well coached team, They've got good talent. Uh but yeah, I also you got to think like will contest Tottenham rise back up into that conversation will Arsenal
0: be in that conversation like it's just who knows for fourth yeah yeah I don't know I like it was a decent win against Leeds but, yeah, against Leeds but like not very convincing no. I suppose it's his first game in the Premier League but like terrible in the first half he made like a decent tactical change and they were the better team in the second half but still those goals are goals that like easily just not quite have yeah, worked out absolutely like a lucky bounce for reggae on yeah
1: and also yeah I, I i i agree i think right now it's probably between united and west ham for fourth but like despite our, our heavy loss on the weekend i do think without playing uh european football we could you know seriously be in the conversation again <laughs> one second the cat <laughs> sorry about that a couple of distractions this week the cat the cat was clawing at the door um what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> move, moving on to what I was just talking about. Um, Liverpool-Arsenal obviously happened over the week. We've touched on it briefly a couple times already so far today. Uh, they smashed us 4-0. Uh, for like the sixth time in a row they've beat us by two or more goals at Anfield. But, and there is a but, <laughs> I felt way less concerned about this thrashing than I have about any other one. I don't know why. Oh, I kind of do know why. But like, I just feel like
0: why is it because of the lead up
1: because of how well and how sort of sound we've looked in the lead up I just think this like and like the the, the whole excuse that's been put around oh they're just a cut above like that's stupid like we, we want to be at that level so we have to start chipping away at that but I also do think that like the culture around the team is pretty strong and solid at the moment and I think I'd in fact I'd be pretty confident to say we bounce back and win this week against Newcastle and, like, I haven't been that confident in the past when we've had a big loss. It's always like, oh, fuck, is it the start of a massive downturn.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely does seem that, yeah, the, the culture has, has seemed to shift a little bit at Arsenal. Like, there's lots of, like, hard-working young players who obviously love the club and are really excited to be there and, and be part of it. So, yeah, but... It, it is also understandable that Liverpool are a cut above... Like, they're also a way more mature team who have been playing together for a long time, have far better individual players yeah. as well as, as a group. So,
1: And also, like I also think that there was also just factors in that game that made it... Like, I'm not saying... like It could have been worse than 4-0, but I'm also saying... Like, because Ramsdale made a lot of great saves and he again, keeps proving that like he's a phenomenal goalkeeper. But also, like, Nuno Tavares, who'd been playing... Quite well in TnE's absence up until that game, two really bad clangers to give away goals for them, which gives them two goals. Uh, I think Tierney comes back into the team next week, and I think we just sort of like move on, I guess. And I think it, I just I just it, just it just I just feel I have this weird feeling this is going to be like a blip on the radar of what is a steadily improving team
0: yeah. for us anyway. I think Arteta's really, really turned this around. Yeah, and the the passion on the sidelines. I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I was just like, "What are you doing?" Like, I saw a few like you know, Arsenal fan accounts on Facebook being like, "Arteta's passion." Hard <laughs> emoji. It's a yeah. bit embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, like... To, I, to I, Klopp as well. I've learned...
1: Like, yeah, I've learned what he what he was doing it for. He, he said, he said it, it's because Mane, like, led with an elbow in a challenge against Tommy Asu right near him. And then Arteta, I think, was accusing Klopp of telling his players to do that. And it's just like, bro,
0: relax. Like,
1: yeah. Klopp doesn't think about us. Like, we're irrelevant to him. He's
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a God. No, but... But, yeah, seriously, Klopp is not going to do that. No. Like... One, because, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. Klopp and two, is, because he's just, like, he's a stand-up Klopp's guy. Klopp's in
1: the top two managers of the world, arguably the best... Top three managers of the world, arguably in the best out of those three. So, like, I don't really yeah think he needs to
0: tell his players to do he's that. He's not playing a dirty game. Yeah.
1: Ever. Um, one thing I will say, though, and I've said this already before, is I do think, like, if they avoid injuries and however much they get affected by AFCON, Liverpool just looked so good, man. Like... That was really... Like, and this is an Arsenal team that's kept seven clean sheets in their last ten games. Not saying that, like, Arsenal are some amazing, crazy team that's hard to beat. But, like, they play, then they weren't even a full cohort of players. Like, they had Oxlade-Chamberlain starting in midfield. Um, obviously, no for me, no. The Jotters are very serviceable. In fact, not even more than serviceable replacement. But, like, just really good. And then subs coming on and looking really good. Like, Minamino finishing off a really nice move. Like it was just really, like all their goals were just so pretty to watch.
0: Yeah, and it's, I suppose it should be noted that you're wearing a Liverpool top at the moment. Yeah, well, well <laughs> we're both wearing kits of uh, teams we don't support. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm wearing a Chelsea kit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, just, I, just want to, I just want
0: to be like, oh, well, you're wearing a Chelsea kit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arguably a worse defeat at the hands of, I mean, it was less in terms of goals, but that, that loss to Man City was pretty pretty dire for us yeah so and Damari Gray got injured oh no you're joking (laughs) he's out for up to six weeks oh
1: that's rough Yes, can't catch a break at the moment as an Everton fan but one thing I will say is we did predict that scoreline City Everton three exactly. Uh, the score, I did not predict the scoreline for Everton uh, for Liverpool uh, Arsenal. I said it was two one. I was I was ambitious. Well, was it was a hard team to beat these yeah. days? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think the other game, uh, the Leicester Chelsea game, I said uh, was going to be two all. So um, I missed that one too.
0: What was the score? They lost three nil. There
1: we go. So. A couple of things to touch on before we round out this week, which is um, that new managers, Dean Smith and Steven Gerrard, got wins in their first games at the club. I think Gerrard's... I actually no, I think they're both equally impressive because Gerrard's was against Brighton, who were a very good team. Um, and Dean Smith's... Well, A, was for Norwich, who couldn't buy a win up yeah. until last week when they beat Brentford. But also against Southampton, who have been a like up and down team, but also a somewhat hard team to beat. So, and it makes you sort of think with like Ranieri's Watford, you know, smashing United, and they've had a couple of other good results, and um, Dean Smith doing this well at Norwich, and obviously now Gerrard. I don't, never thought Villa were going to get relegated, but you know they were down there thereabouts. My our predictions for who was going to get relegated last week, or even the week before. I really don't know about any of them anymore.
0: Yeah, the whole bottom half of the table is like completely in flux. I think Leeds are looking one of the more likely. and Leeds and Burnley for me. Also, as an Everton fan, I'm really looking over my shoulder too. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we're going to get relegated, but like there are a lot of teams that are sort of turning a corner down there. Yeah. And we're sort of turning the other way, I yeah. feel.
1: It sucks. It sucks though, because like you've got a good team just like decimated by injuries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, very very impressive performances from from Villa and Norwich, two on the bounce. Yeah, I thought Incredible. it was it was really interesting the Villa
1: game. Even just watching the highlights, it was like they looked like the really nervous team that had lost five in the bounce in the first half, weathering the storm from Brighton. And then obviously Stephen Joe at halftime has said something, and then the whole second half they were so much better. Yeah, just like constantly knocking on the door until they eventually knocked it down.
0: I think yeah, he, talking about all these sort of man management, he does seem like the type of person who would just strike that balance perfectly of just like admiration and respect, and you know, it's just I don't know, just gets yeah. the players on side. But perfectly. he also does
1: seem in like his post match interviews like very
0: matter of fact, like you know, yeah, this is, like this is we got to do a job and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's not quite as harsh as chris wilder but not quite as soft as uh, ollie yeah <laughs> <laughs> A nice happy medium yeah um but yeah dean smith at uh, norwich
1: as well i think like that's two on the bounce now for them which is something you, you would probably wouldn't have heard them anyone say about them all season uh i just quickly check i'm pretty sure who have they got this week they have wolves this week uh, at home again like tough team to play but like again like we'll see see with wolves next and then uh and then newcastle like
0: games are coming up that are stuff you games you can get points off you know what i mean yeah i would say though that wolves are a team this season who have flown under the radar but they are playing very very well like they beat they beat west ham they did beat west ham actually yeah it's a good point oh and they're back uh, they're up to six now like they are flying under the radar and I think quite difficult to beat, yeah. but but yeah, I think the Newcastle game for sure have yeah yeah there's there's a chance to get points there. Yeah,
1: actually speaking of new managers, Eddie Howe drew his first game three
0: all against Brentford. Yeah, so I don't know I don't know how much to read out of that game, but I think the big takeaway I get from from Newcastle recently is just like how good the atmosphere in St James's Park is when they score. Oh yeah, <laughs> it looks fucking hectic. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: it's a po- positive mindset, you know, new owners, new manager breath of fresh air
0: but yeah it it doesn't really seem that they've really turned a corner yet i suppose no. it's eddie, eddie house first only charge, one game but... yeah
1: and like they've got arsenal coming up but then they've got norwich and then they've got but then they've got burnley and then leicester and liverpool so it's very up and down yeah of the games but we'll see uh but then the last thing we're going to talk about before we uh break off finish i don't know what's the <laughs> word Um, is the two big uh, headline games from this week we're talking uh, obviously Chelsea United first but then also City West Ham Uh, so we'll kick it off with with the with the headline clash Uh, Michael Carrick's first Premier League game in charge of Man United uh, versus the league leaders and absolute flying team in the moment at uh, in Chelsea Uh,
0: how do we see this one going I think Chelsea will win. Yeah, I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um, I don't like. I suppose you expect a bit of like a bounce back from from the United players because they've like obviously mo- lots of them have come out saying saying that you know it's partly their fault slash mainly their fault. Do we see Donny Vanderbeck starting? I think so. I think it, just the way he played against Watford, it wasn't amazing this morning. Against uh, Real, but I think it's worth doing something, and I think it's worth like Carrick, character- like yeah. trying trying something new.
1: Was, was he played in Bruno Fernandez's position at like attacking midfield this morning? Because I saw that Fernandez was not didn't start, but Fred and McTominay did, and then so did Vanderbeek. I think yeah, he must have been played. So, so I further think forward. I think he plays better, and he showed that against Watford when he's not that attacking midfielder. He's a
0: box to box midfielder. Yeah. So I think if Carrick can do that. And someone who can and someone who can break up break up play as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah,
1: I, even regardless of whether or not Mctominay starts, I do think Chelsea win this game. They're, they're absolutely flying at the moment. They, I, I see no reason why they would slip up against a really struggling United team. Also, in a, like, there's no like not, not that it's like a massive loss for United, but there's no Maguire. Yeah,
0: um. I know. <laughs> the um, biggest blessing ever. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it will be cagey or open? Lots of goals.
1: I think United will attempt to make it cagey, but then Chelsea will score, and then it will be open, and then there will be lots of goals. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm probably like three-one Chelsea. Yeah, I can see Ronaldo bagging one, um, but three-one Chelsea probably.
0: I will say 2 0 Chelsea because we have the same opinion, and I just for sake of uh, <laughs> <a> variety. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you.
1: I'll let you give the prediction for the next one then. City West Ham. West Ham coming off a one 0 loss to Wolves and City
0: coming off a very convincing three 0 win against Everson. I think I, I think it's gonna I think City are gonna win. Like as as good a vein of form as um West Ham are in at the moment and as decimated by injuries as we are, yeah. City were incredible against us. Like the goals that went in were like phenomenal, phenomenal, and then there was like just and so many other chances that could have been goals. Like it could have been a lot, a lot worse. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick City. By I'll
1: go two nil as well. <laughs> I think just for the sake of the fact that City are like if they if Chelsea probably will win and if they don't win and Liverpool do win then they um like and if if West Ham uh beat them uh or actually they'll actually still be ahead on goal difference but like they like they can't like they want to stay as close to Chelsea as possible and going dropping 6 points off Chelsea uh at, at this early stage in the Premier League season is not ideal so i do think that city will be up for it and i don't i also just don't feel like it's one of those games where city will like slip up I do think it'll be quite close just because West Ham need to bounce back as well after their result um against Wolves but also I do think uh West Ham will have one day less rest as well from their Europa League game uh so I'd probably say like what score line did you say? 2-0 I'm gonna say 2-1
0: 2-1 I think
1: West Ham are good enough to nab a goal especially with like their threat at set pieces as well um and like that's probably the only that's probably be the only way they're going to try and score against City. They'll park the bus and try and hit on the counter or in set pieces. Yeah, but yeah, I I think yeah, this is like really the part of the season now as we get into the very hectic uh, December schedule, where the teams that want to win the league need to start getting points on the board for the inevitable. It's like people will drop points over Christmas. Everyone always drops points over Christmas, so you need to get those points in the bag to stay. Also, people they need to stay with Chelsea, Liverpool, and City.
0: Yeah, so. I think it's it's coming into a very interesting time for West Ham, and especially like this game in particular. Like if if they sort of don't do so well against Man City this week, and Arsenal I feel win. like it could be a bit of like a a bit of like a turning point.
1: Yeah, because if Arsenal win, they're still Arsenal's still going to be behind on goal difference because they're negative four goal difference. Despite being fifth, which is wild. Um, but yeah, West Ham are coming into like a tricky run of games. They've got City, Brighton, Chelsea,
0: Burnley, Arsenal. So like, and I feel like as good as they've been, like the size of their squad, they've really been running off like belief. And like, I feel like if you lose that belief, I don't know. They're still they've got a packed schedule of fixtures with the Europa League. Yeah, I don't I don't fully believe they're gonna hold on to a Champions League spot. Mm.
1: But yeah. For now, we're going with the, probably the predictable uh, score lines. We're not, we're not, we're not going to say uh, predict upsets for the sake of predicting upsets because, you know... Lukewarm boy. takes. Yeah, lukewarm <laughs> takes. Always, always lukewarm takes. Uh, but yeah, with that, we will uh, wait for another packed action of... Packed action? Packed pack weekend of Premier League action uh, and a few more uh, European games over the next few days and report back to you next week. Uh, follow us and all the, follow us on the one social I was about to say all the socials 40 <laughs> um, yardswitchpod and follow us on Spotify at 40 yardswitch yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right see you guys.